Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. Beyond the Mask is also sponsored by crnaeducation.com. CRNAs, you can get the CE credits you need by just going to crnaeducation.com. They have over 100 AANA prior approved credits, all four core CPC modules, and even over 40 pharmacology credits. No subscriptions, it's all online and mobile friendly. Just go to crnaeducation.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out our CE credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs and advanced practice nurses with certified financial planner Jeremy Stanley and CRNA Sharon Pierce. Jeremy Stanley has worked with CRNAs for more than 23 years, and Sharon Pierce is a former president of the AANA and the NCANA. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA and advanced practice nurse industries. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Hey there, this is Sharon. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and listeners, I am having the time of my life, and actually, Jeremy couldn't join me here, and Jeremy couldn't join me here because I'm with my girlfriends, the Fab Four. So while we're here, we decided to tape a podcast, shocker, as we took our time away from our wine and our shopping. So you are very fortunate to have this podcast in front of you right now. But today, I'm going to let each of my girlfriends tell a little bit about themselves, and then we're going to go to our topic. So Tracy, my my fearless co-host on other podcasts, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I think your listeners know all about me at this they point. Do. <laughs> they do. Um, I am a old CRNA now, no seasoned. seasoned seasoned CRNA from New Jersey, where I practice. Um, I have the great fortunate um, opportunity to work with the um, nursing anesthesia residents from the Rutgers program at my facility. Um, and I just, for anybody who has the opportunity to be a clinical psych coordinator or a mentor, please take advantage of it. And um, I'm thrilled to be here with this brain trust. Uh, of uh, friendship and goodwill and just some of the three of the smartest women I've ever known and adore. Absolutely. Well, two of them anyway. So Carol Doisher, Carol, tell us a little bit about yourself if people have not been to an AANA meeting in the last 30 years and not seen you at the microphone. <laughs> that is true, Sharon. <laughs> I used to attend every AANA meeting ever had. And in the last three years, I have been um, not attending in person, mostly due to my mother's health. But I have been a practicing CRNA now for almost 40 years. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, but most importantly, I've had a private practice, uh, both in rural uh, America and then mostly in community hospitals, as well as a team practice. And I have taught at every level and been involved in ANA and the state of South Dakota and Minnesota in leadership positions over those years. And always look forward to getting get together with, um, as Tracy and Sharon both said, some of my favorite people in the world, not only to pick brains and to solve problems, but to just have fun. And so once again, it's delightful to be together. 
and discuss topics that are important to our profession. My underachieving friends. <laughs> and do <laughs> one thing that Carol loves to do, intellectual sparring. People, and shop. Yes, people would think we're fighting sometimes whenever yes. we're going at it during these conversations. And surely, lastly, but not least, leastly, <laughs> Jackie, tell us about yourself and then introduce our topic for today. For the one person out there who might not know who Jackie is. Oh, no, that's not is. true. They've been under a rock. Yes, indeed. Jackie Rolls, and I am obviously a nurse anesthetist. I'm also a board-certified adult nurse practitioner, which I went back to get because of my pain career. So I've been in anesthesia, it'll be 30 years this year, but I've been working as a pain specialist since late 2002. Currently, I'm the director of the Advanced Pain Management Fellowship at Texas Christian University. I am a AANA past president, fiscal year 2009, sounds like an eon ago. Mm. I served as interim executive director of the AANA for about six months after that. I'm the ANA representative to the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and the current president of IFNA. Nice. So Again, my underachieving like friends. I'm very blessed. I'm grateful that they allow me to hang out with them. Well, very what? blessed. And I think all of us would agree we had great mentors. Mm -hmm. And that helped us get where we are today. So I want to talk about or introduce the topic. We're going to talk about something very near and dear to me and also to all my friends sitting here who have helped support this charity. In 2016, I founded Our Hearts, Your Hands, and it is a global nurse anesthesia charity to help nurse anesthetists, mostly middle, lower, and lower income countries, to get education. Although sometimes we do fund equipment, but we have had 21 grants now in eight African countries, and we are working to help educate nurse anesthetists so they can bring services to their communities where they are. And oftentimes, might even be a local hospital that has not even had anesthesia services. Wow. So Jackie, how does that change a community when you can bring in an educated anesthesia provider? Why is this so important? Well, for a multitude of reasons. And there's actually an article from 2018 in Anesthesia and Analgesia that highlights Kenya and the program in Kenya that started Dr. Mark Newton, who is an anesthesiologist, helped found that program. He's called the father of nurse anesthesia there. Mary Mungai is our rep to IFNA from Kenya. GE Foundation donated a sim lab there. So they're very well set up in their program. And they educate nurse anesthetists, and they're literally deploying them out to East Africa. Now they're needed everywhere, mm -hmm. but it's just closer in Kenya. And that article talks about how this training program has taken these nurse anesthetists, deployed them to local hospitals that weren't offering surgical services. So they're having to send them elsewhere. While it wasn't a study on morbidity and mortality, it did show there were no issues mm -hmm. in quality of care. But what it did, not only now can you get local services where if you know much about Africa, there's a lot of trauma. Yes. Roads mm. are bad. There's a lot of trauma to be taken care of, and they have a lot of disfigurements that keep them away from their village. They have to be hidden in their homes because they're not allowed to go out because of this. So it's really important that these people can seek care just for life. By deploying these nurse anesthetists, not only did they offer care and quality care in these local hospitals, it brought money to the hospitals. Mm. And these hospitals are now getting referrals to them that never had them before. So it's really an interesting article, and we've been using it around the world as this is the model. 
that we can do and we can educate and we can deploy much more quickly than training a physician. And we can get people care when they need it a lot more quickly. And quality care, I want to say one other thing. So quality care is very important. We always talk about access to care. Little did we know for a while that there also was a study published in 2018, and it looked at the low-income countries in Africa. And I can't remember how many were in it, maybe 11. But what it showed was that access to care in those areas caused more deaths than non-access to care. Oh, wow, because it wasn't good care. Correct. So there were about, if I remember the figures, 5 million people died with, with access to care. Mm. And 3.2, 3.5 million died non-access to care. Hmm. So wow. what it changed some of our narrative. And think about for all of us, access to care is something we use in the United States also yes. to talk about why, because the nurse anesthetists were so prevalent in the rural communities. Well, now we've changed what we're talking about on the level with International Council of Nurses, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, and using this to say, we now know that we can't just talk about access to care. We got to talk about quality care, which is why what we're doing is so important and why we need everyone to help us educate people that don't have the money to go to school or don't have, have the, the desire means and the, to get and there. they have the brain power. Right. They just need that's where the access comes and in. And they're needed in their communities. And I know Jackie, you've shared with us in the past just to get to class to make this happen. It can be hours of, of a ride on a bus. Yes. Yes. So currently, one thing I really would love if people feel compelled in their hearts to give is that we just granted two scholarships to two nurse anesthetists in Uganda. So if you don't know much about Uganda, much of Africa is modeled this way, where there's technicians giving anesthesia also. The anesthesiologists there were saying you have to have a degree. We're not going to count you. You're not qualified unless you have a degree. So they have diplomas. They've been giving anesthesia. They are nurses giving anesthesia. They are recognized as nurse anesthetists. One of them, Solatina, started the Nurse Anesthesia Association in Uganda, was our first rep to IFNA. So these two women were accepted to a new program in Kampala University. 30 people were accepted for this two-year program with a bachelor's in anesthesia. That's a big deal. Their hospitals were supposed to pay for them to go. They started in August. We found out at our, our, our heart to your hands, I almost said IFNA, board <laughs> meeting, that their hospitals aren't paying. So they started in August. They couldn't sit for their exams in December unless you're paid. Africa's weird like that. You can start school without paying. So Solatina and her friend Florence, both nurse anesthetists, they get on a bus every Thursday evening, eight hours to get to this university. On they bad roads. Bad roads. They sleep for a while. And we're not talking about a Greyhound. We're talking oh, about no, an old no, beaten no, up no. school bus right. where you're stuffed into the right. guilds. Right. Very uncomfortable. And then they try to sleep a little bit and then they have classes. And then Sunday night, they're back, eight hours back so they can work the next day. These poor women. The dedication. The dedication is unbelievable and their drive. And they reached out to me once, actually right after our board meeting and said, you know, can you please help us? We're not going to be able to take our exams. We're not going to be able to continue in the program. Critically, critically important that we have more nurses mm -hmm. in there and get involved. So it is around $1,200 a semester, four semesters, $4,800. We committed we will pay this. I haven't done a fundraiser for a long time because really 
we fundraise when we have a cause, it's more important. I have some dedicated donors that do give money and we will spend little things like sending them to a CE meeting, not as expensive, mm -hmm. but this is really important. This is so foundational. It is, it is going to transformational too, yes. right? Because they're giving anesthesia where they are, but they're going to get this degree mm -hmm. that's going to allow them to be recognized and then promote more nurse anesthetists. And we all know our nursing ground brings something very critical to our care. Mm-hmm. We can look at trends. We look at the environment. It's not a procedure. It's not a number. We look at the person and everything that goes with it. So we have funded the first semester. For both of these For ladies. both of them. I wired them money right, you know, right away. Our board voted on it. We have a little money put back. So we took it out of what we have. And now we, I'm out asking. We're asking for help. Hey, CRNAs, it's time to simplify your continuing education. Welcome to CRNAeducation.com, your trusted provider for CPC core modules and a plethora of Class A CE credits. You can explore 43 detailed articles covering various anesthesia topics, all from your favorite device, anytime, anywhere. And with over 40 pharmacology CE credits, meet your state board requirements effortlessly. Whether you need a few credits or everything to recertify, we have what you need. Just complete your credits online without any subscriptions or recurring charges. You can trust in our 100% CRNA-owned platform, established in 2011, ensuring you receive the best in customer service and educational content. Ready to learn? Go to crnaeducation.com making continuing education easy and accessible. And don't forget that support is always a quick email or a text or phone call away. To sign up and learn more, just go to crnaeducation.com. So Jackie, if somebody wanted to help, uh, we talked a little bit earlier. Uh, my thought was most of us understand PAC and PAC donations. When you donate monthly to your PAC, it's not necessarily big money, but at the end of the year, it adds up as somebody who's helped run a pack and understand how to spend your money each year, having a base budget is important because you know you can be very strategic with how you spend your money. And when asks come in, is that how you say asks yes. come in? Um, you can say, all right, I'm anticipating a big year next year. I know what I have this year. Um, you love the big, you know, couple of times a year when people come in and give you 500, 1,000, bless those people who give more, right? And that's your overtime money, so to speak, or your project money. If I wanted to, and I am going to, if I wanted to donate on a monthly basis so that our hearts, your hands, <laughs> yes, got it, you got has it. Um, foundational money to, to make be better decisions each year on how to improve quality of care, I know you have PayPal on the website. Are there alternative means because people are a little, you know, these days it's uncomfortable with money. You know, it how can you, be. like all the yes. different transfers. Yes, it how can, can we be. do this? Because I am ready to do a monthly donation. I really am. Thank you. Well, we have one. I want to sh give a shout out to Diana Gibson, who's donated every month for years, mm -hmm. pretty much since we started. Oh, I love so, Diana. Thank you, Diana. Just every month. So I get an alert every month of her donation. You can do the PayPal, obviously, if you don't want to. I do have a couple people that mail me checks. You make it out to Our Hearts, Your Hands, Inc., and it, the website has the address, but it's literally run out of my house. We're incorporated as my home office. So 3830 Falls, F-A-L-L-S, Circle, 
Carmel, C-A-R-M-E-L, Indiana, 46033. And will that be on your website if somebody's driving right now listening to this? And the website is, we'll link it. The website is hands all lowercase, Mm -hmm. .org. So somebody could write, do the online checking, and the check could come out every month. You can make it a bill pay. You can literally set it up. I have one person that was doing that as a bill pay every month. And then I send receipts. You get a receipt automatically on PayPal. But it is tax deductible. Yep. That was my next question. You are so a 501c3. You, we're not We're not a or 501c3. What are you? We are an IRS designated nonprofit charitable organization. Okay. So it is tax deductible. It's tax deductible. I have the letter. Everybody, yes. But it's not a 501c3. We're not a foundation okay. and we aren't a 501c3. Well, that probably makes it easier with it the does. paperwork. And I'll tell you, it's also difficult sending money to Africa. Yes. I cannot tell you. I've been doing it for so long and still I get things from Chase Bank. How are you selecting your people? Well, because that's How do you always, verify your people? Uh, you're, you're inheriting from a prince. I need you In to. Nigeria. All of those. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Even if I send the same person because they're a multi-year grant for school, it's very interesting. But it's because, like you said, the fraud in Africa the things that go on there. And this is the country that needs it the most. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm sending $800. I'm sending 1000 I think the most I've ever sent is 1200 Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. All right, let me ask you a question. Can people do directed donations so that we know that it goes to Florence and what's the other gal? Solatina. Solatina. Um, how would somebody go about doing a directed donation to this? Because I know you've got several different yes, things going on. Yes, on the website on. now, it's not listed. What's listed is the Ron Koch Memorial Scholarship Fund, which Solatina is our grant recipient for 2023. And then there's one for the uh, African scholarship that was started by Christopher Wheelock is one of our nurse anesthesia students at the Medical University, South Carolina, mm-hmm. South MUSC. Mm-hmm. He and Jesus program. Two of his colleagues worked with me the last year and a half, and their, their DNAP project was to start this scholarship in Africa because they had done a mission trip. Mm. They want to do other areas, but it's going to start with Africa so there's a way to donate to that. Oh, and they presented in South Carolina in the fall about this. So it was really exciting. And I think that Sharon's going to talk to them and maybe get them on the podcast because they're dynamic great young men. Mm-hmm. For any other students who are listening or residents who need a DNAP project a or a great, DMP project, this yeah. could be a great model to follow. And you might get five or six different programs who set up a scholarship. Or It was very interesting. And we had to go through a lot of legal legalities and, and checks for us to run their scholarship. Uh, but for them to start an organization, do all that was just too much. You can't get it in a DNAP project. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
We will um, take money, however. I've had people Venmo me, which I should start up probably a Venmo in this business. When we were raising money for Cameroon and their ACLS and BCLS equipment, there were some people that Venmoed me, which is fine. I got them a letter right out for their reimbursement. And I do list on the website, you know, here's who's given. I might be a little bit behind, so sorry. But here's who's given. We list who's our award winners for the Ron Grant scholarship. Let's say we'll be listing that for the students sponsored scholarship. When they get a person, we get a person selected for that. So we did give you a shout out and we really appreciate anybody out there that's giving. What if somebody wanted to gather equipment and send it out or books or materials? That is very hard to do. I I do have times even ANA has reached out to me when they were, you know, stopping the bookstore. Mm-hmm. and moving it out of the office, and they had a lot of books. But it is very difficult because you have to have a book that will be pertinent in the countries, mm-hmm. and there's not as much regional anesthesia done, let's say. And okay. they had a whole bunch of regional anesthesia books. I took some, but it is very expensive to ship. So the only time I normally take that sort of thing is when I'm traveling over there, and I'll fill a suitcase, and I just have a suitcase I can throw away. And I'll take things to a meeting is the best way. And occasionally we will ship to someone, but it's more of a directed, they've requested, and we kind of calculate that in. So it's hard for me to say, yep, you can drop off books to me, or you can send me equipment, and for us to send that. We also need to have money to do that. Yes. Which isn't what we've been doing. It's more been in the direct education, but it actually says we will fund we will fund education. So that includes textbooks. It often does include equipment. I'm even thinking things like stethoscopes. Is that in some of those areas? Is haven't that been asked for that, but good point. Could good be. stethoscopes Could or be. Um, laryngoscopes, McGraths. Oh, any- always laryngoscopes. I've had requests for bougies. Yeah. I've had, you know, um, For anybody who does mission equipment. work, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what it's like when you get there. So going to the World Congress is a great time for people to bring things. And I've had uh, several people that did bring an extra suitcase with things they had. When is the next World Congress? <laughs> Tracy's right on cue. I know. <laughs> so the next World Congress is in Brisbane, Australia, May 7th through 9th, 2026. Be there or be square. Be there. Oh, it's yeah, going to be awesome. Wait. Will you, like in the six months, in the lead up to that meeting, would you post on your, your hearts, our, our, our hearts, hearts, your, your hands, hands um, any specific needs if people want to look there and say, geez, you know, maybe I will buy something and bring and donate. Will you? We could. We could. A and needs list? We'll probably get requests for some sponsorships for attendance. Mm -hmm. Normally, it comes from most of our African countries. But now that this meeting is going to be in Asia, it may be, or South Pacific, you know, it it will, Oceana, whatever you want to call it with all these different terms. Down under. Yeah. We may get more from, let's say, Cambodia, Thailand, um, Vietnam, Mm -hmm. maybe even. And it would be probably easier for them to attend. The hardest thing that we have is the barrier to the visas mm-hmm. for our African colleagues. But this next summer, June 18th to 20th, we have our Pan-African meeting. So our All-African meeting that's been postponed ever since 2020 because mm-hmm. of COVID. And we will, I know we have five people that we're sponsoring. And Vanderbilt is also sponsoring uh, attendees. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot of requests coming up. Well... Along that lines, think of a state associations. They could possibly sponsor somebody, you know. Oh, uh, Pennsylvania, I know y'all are sitting on a bunch of money, <laughs> as always. 
I am certain that um, Angela Cares, the New Jersey um, charitable arm yes. for the New Jersey State Association, we will be sponsoring. Well, I will tell you, for Africa, right now I know people that are going to be traveling by bus all yeah. day and overnight to get there. Yeah. Well, then they have to get on a plane. Oh, in Pana. In the Pan. In the Panac. For the Panac meeting this June. Now, can anybody go to that yes. meeting? Anybody can go. I will say I've had a couple people tell me, oh, it seems unorganized. The website doesn't have a lot of stuff yet. Yeah. It'll probably be the end of this month when we get more. I'm speaking on the 19th, so right in the middle. in Nai- It's in Nairobi, mm-hmm. so it's a good airport to get to. But uh, there's, and it's at a university amphitheater or something. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's there at a university theater. But I can't even tell you the name of it. Now, it's hard to, to find. On the, there is a website, but it's, it is hard to find. If you want to go, do you have to get any special vaccines or you have to get? Yeah, I had to get yellow fever when I went to Kenya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is, it's okay. It's, it's not my favorite vaccine. I will actually probably say it's the one that made me feel the worst, but it's 10 years and get it. Don't, don't not Have you gotten it. your shingles vaccine? Cause oh, I yes. hear that's the worst. Oh, yes. <laughs> Our hearts, your hands <laughs> is a great place to, to give money. We, and the, the fab four we have sponsored students before to mm-hmm. things. I know that a lot of people like directed donations and like to know exactly where it's going. So this is the ask. We've got to raise ten thousand yes, dollars for these do. two gals um, to be able to go quickly. to nurse very quickly because they uh, this is unusual. They can't sit for their exams to progress in the program unless their fees have been paid. Correct. Mm-hmm. So we've got, this is the ask, dear listeners, we've got to raise $10,000 for these ladies through our hearts, your hands. And who knows where this may go. They may go off and start their own program one day, right? Yes. Right. So well, they need it. They need this bachelor's I'm to that do too, anything. When they bring it back home. So will there also be a link on the website, on the um, Beyond the Mask website or at least I think there's Jackie's, already one on there for our heart charity at least so if they again if they're driving and they've got that. the words all confused can they come to the podcast well we can we can link it in all of our show notes anyway so we'll take care I'm of that in getting lots of different linked. ways they might remember beyond the mask faster than and we've anybody can text me right i was gonna say get, reach out to me if you don't have my contact information i'm happy to give it but um, you can also reach out to sharon any one of us. Any one of us. If you know any one of us. If you don't, if you know somebody that knows any one of us, just get a hold of us. And I just want to say one thing. People ask me why Our Hearts, Your Hands, the name. So when we were thinking about it, I looked at it as our hearts are doing the giving, but their hands are your hands as the recipients doing the delivering of care. And I didn't want to say our hearts, their hands. I didn't like the sound of it because it really, it's from our hearts to your hands. I like it. Yeah. I like so it. that's why. Speaking of shout-outs, um, I think that's an important place at this moment to just give Jackie that shout-out. As in 40 years of practice, I guess I'll say that again, I've known a lot of different CRNAs uh, in many states, having chaired several ANA committees, and I really couldn't think of anybody better to be leading that charity mm-hmm. in terms of time, talent, and most importantly, what it takes, generosity. Jackie has gone above and beyond on every level, um, ju- just not nationally, but as you hear, internationally. And that's how these things become a reality and how we really make a difference in the world. Well, I appreciate that. It's truly, really, but innovation. It, 
started because I was getting contacted by so many them on Facebook Messenger sure. or even at meetings, and they truly have nowhere else to get funded. They have, this is it. Z. And it makes a huge difference in their lives, their own lives and the lives of others. But I do have to give a shout out to my board. So the board for Our Hearts, Your Hands does a lot of work and is very helpful. And so Sandy Ouellette is the vice president and Kay Sanders is treasurer. Betty Horton is secretary. And thank God for Betty because when Chase Bank was driving me crazy <laughs> about some of this stuff and we didn't have a written policy, how we pick someone when they ask. Betty had it all written down because we have a procedure that we do that met what they wanted. And so thank God for Betty Horton. Then Susan Koch is an at-large member. And if you haven't, you don't know Susan, for any of our listeners, her husband, Ron Koch, was ANA president back in the mid-70s or mid to late 70s. And he is one of the co-founders of IFNA because when he was yes. president, we had international CRNA or nurse anesthetists come over to go to the ANA meeting. So Susan is a very valuable person, lots of history, internationally traveled to a lot of these places. And then Janet Duan mm -hmm. from Northeastern, who has done a ton of work in Africa with education and countries and is currently working in Liberia to raise their education program to a master's degree. So we have really It's a good great people. consortium. Can I jump off of what Carol just said too, for anybody who's listening and wondering, really, um, where could this charity go or what's the impact overall in this? And, um, and something Jackie would never say, uh, but internationally in healthcare with um, government leaders of education and healthcare education, right? So you have, I don't know what they're called for the different countries. Ministers of Minister Health, Ministers of Education, parliaments are involved. Jackie Roll's name carries a tremendous amount of weight for um, the, your knowledge, for your dedication, for your effort, for your outcomes. And when you start something like this and your name is associated with supporting education around the world and, and, and improving health, quality of health, it's not a small recognition, it's a huge recognition. This is a charity and an effort that truly is changing the world because of the woman who is spearheading it. And I know you're gonna be all embarrassed about that. Um, but in your introduction and you talked about IFNA and stuff, you did not mention, I don't believe, that you're, one, you're the only nurse who sits on the G4? Yes. Summit for Surgical Services? Is that correct? Did I have well, that right? The G4 Alliance is a international alliance for surgery, obstetrics, trauma, and anesthesia. So on their first board, I sat on that board and was treasurer for three years. You're thinking, I think, of the United Nations initiative. Who were the other people who sat on that alliance? <clears throat> the G4 Alliance? Well, IFNA was the first nursing member, and then ANA joined three years later. But it's doctor, 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 and now oh, Dr. Oh, yeah, Rolls. just me. Right. Yes. <laughs> and and who, is sat, who sits on that alliance and sits on a dais with equal respect, equal recognition. Well, I'm off now. When you did. But you stop, did it for a long time. Stop minimizing it. What okay. I'm saying is, internationally, your name is very well recognized for the quality of what you do. And so, again, if somebody's wondering, do I want to support this? Or is this a fly-by-night? Um, this truly... Makes a, a powerful opportunity. This is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists. I'm inviting you to attend the 15th World Congress for Nurse Anesthetists, May 7th through 9th, 2026, in Brisbane, Australia. I promise you that you will love meeting nurse anesthetists from around the world 
attending the multitude of Congress sessions, and exploring the many unique experiences that Brisbane has to offer. Hold a koala bear. Feed kangaroos directly from your hand. Climb Story Bridge, one of the only three climbing bridges in the world, or travel to snorkel the Great Barrier Reef. This is one Congress you do not want to miss. Cheers! I think we missed one point whenever we were talking about Africa and what these ladies are going to be able to do and why it's so important that we fund this. But let's talk a little bit about what this would mean for obstetrical care and women's health in Africa by having nurse anesthetists. Well, in Africa, we have the lowest physician manpower. In the world? Yes, in the African region. And so I just got off of three years of working with the World Federation Societies of Anesthesiologists on a manpower study that's going to be published in anesthesia and analgesia this year. Africa, we all have a big need, and there's a shortage of nurses everywhere, and a shortage of nurse anesthetists. But it's particularly critical in Africa where there might be one anesthesiologist in the entire country. Mm -hmm. And we need nurses that are educated to be able to handle this. And the... Morbidity and mortality in OB is horrendous and is one of the things that the World Bank looks at to look at where you're classified, what are your health outcomes, which has to do with money that you get also. So nurse anesthetists are being educated to handle this, and it is something you'll see on every international meetings program agenda. And sometimes what's even worse is They'll say to me, I knew what needed to be done, but I didn't have ACLS drugs. Or I didn't have the equipment I needed to save a life. So we have to get people obviously educated, but we have to make sure that they have what they need. Many places don't have, they can't do a regular anesthesia machine like us. Mm -hmm. We did help a nurse anesthetist in um, Somaliland get one from Dimedica. It looks like a suitcase. And you open it up and you see the hose. You have to have things that, Batteries will last a long time that you can't remove batteries from. They get stolen. You know, equipment is awful. So there's a lot of things that go into that and that education. But we need nurses because we know the outcomes. We can look at around the world the quality outcomes in studies that show a nurse involved has better outcomes with care. But But what I've heard is you cannot prove obstetrical outcomes until you bring anesthesia into the conversation because of emergency Mm C-sections, postpartum hemorrhage, not to mention a laboring epidural. We're not talking about just making a woman comfortable during delivery. We're talking about, we all know, for those of us who do OB, what an emergency is like. And if the woman survives childbirth and can go home well to her family, the family does better. Yes. They survive better. The children are raised better and the community is better. So It's maternal hemorrhage too. That's the biggest thing. Maternal hemorrhage is the big So we we have sessions on it, you know, every single meeting that we have. And WFSA had some courses they were doing. Now they're weekend courses, but it was better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And they were doing courses on OB, and they have some on pediatric anesthesia care and management. So for so many reasons, it's important. And if we all just donate a little. Yeah, anything. $10, $20. We all donate a little. It really has a tremendous outcome. Yep, every little bit. So, Jackie, as we kind of wrap this up, what's something that you want to leave with our listeners besides donate, 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 which I'll say that. Well, I think the big thing is, you know, we talk about what's going on in the world and we read things and it doesn't hit home. 
And this hits home because you are directly giving to someone that's going to empower them with the knowledge they need and they want to care for their community. These people are begging to be able to go to school. And school is much less expensive than what we see in the United States, of course. But you have the opportunity to actually change the world. And when we started this charity, or when I, I just said, look, if it's one person a year that we can send to school or send to a continuing education meeting that they need and can't get to, we already are going to have dividends that's going to ripple throughout their community mm -hmm. and their citizens. Are we going to be able to measure it? No, most likely. But we know what happens just by putting a qualified provider there. And now we can look at the African study that, you know, if you have a poor provider, you're going to have poor outcomes. That's so scary. It's very scary. And it's probably not even anyone's fault. No. They're trying to save somebody, but they didn't have the education that they needed or maybe equipment too. Or and if you don't guided education. If you don't know what you need, you can't ask for it too. Right. I mean, some of our African... Council of National Representatives to IFNA when we're working on standards in guidelines and we know they don't have the opportunity of the same equipment we have in the United States and we don't want them to be something that's looked at as substandards but they have said no we want those standards there so we can go to our hospital and say we need this and it has so it has raised the ability to provide better care. Well, and I think in raising awareness, you know, which is the whole intent of what is needed um, across the world in terms of anesthesia care, women and, and childbirth and all those things, I think as I taught my students over the years, it's most important to remember the power of one. What one person can do um, is one thing. You can't do everything always. You can't always do a little bit of something, but you can do one thing. And I think in doing one thing and thinking about the tentacleized effect of that one thing in doing something for the greater good, it's a great feeling. It is. And you're elevating, you're hoping to elevate your own profession. Yes. That is true. Well, thank you, Jackie, for enlightening us on this, for everything that you do, for everything that you do for the community, and most importantly, being our friend so oh my gosh absolutely. <laughs> and we're at her we're house yes. oh my goodness and we're at her house her generosity shining yes. through again yep. yes absolutely so i think that's a wrap thanks for listening to beyond the mass with the absent jeremy stanley myself sharon pierce guests tracy castleman carol deutscher jackie rolls if you like our show and want to help us grow tracy can you tell our listeners how to help the show grow the best way to help is to like the show, share it on social media, tell your friends, and leave a review, but make it positive. As Jeremy says, we all know there's enough negativity in the world. Beyond the Mask is in the top 50 medical podcasts in the country, and of course, number one in the CRNA community. Thank you to all our listeners. Until the next time. Attention all certified nurse anesthetists. Are you in need of a reliable and quality continuing education option? Well, look no further than crnaeducation.com. We are an NBCRNA recognized provider offering all four core CPC modules to meet your certification requirements. 
you can choose from more than 100 AANA prior-approved Class A CE credits with 43 articles covering a wide range of anesthesia topics. Need pharmacology CE credits? Well, we've got you covered there as well, with over 40 pharmacology CE credits available. All credits are completed online and are mobile-friendly. Choose articles worth one, two, or three credits. There's no subscriptions, no hidden fees, just the CE credits you need when you need them. Owned by CRNAs since 2011, you can trust in our commitment to your education. And customer service is always a quick email or phone call or even text away. To sign up and find out more about our education options, visit crnaeducation.com, your partner in continuing education. That's crnaeducation.com. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.